The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a scholar of the law, tested him by asking, Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. The whole law and the prophets depend on these two commandments. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, Patty missed it. I think we probably did one of the best jobs singing yet this year. Um, I thought that it would be, it's an optional memorial, but uh, that it would be a good idea to celebrate uh, the memorial of St. John Eudes, only because I can't really get into his life too much. It's a wonderful saint from, the, I believe, the 18th century. Uh, but he's, he's known as um, promoting the uh, devotion of the Sacred Heart. And so the Sacred Heart of Christ is about God's love for us, and uh, it's about God's love um, become incarnate, and so that uh, we also understand that Christ loves us with a human love as well as, as a divine love. So that's kind of what the devotion to the Sacred Heart is all about. And I thought that was appropriate to our gospel text, which is talking about the two greatest commandments, love of God and love of our neighbor. Now, um, some just some points here that are, are interesting and sort of important to think about. There's a hierarchy of love. Okay, Love responds to goodness. That's what love does. Love is the response to goodness. Goodness is the object of love. And uh, there's a certain a hierarchy of love based on a hierarchy of uh, what is uh, good. The supreme good is God. And so God needs to be loved first and foremost above everything else. Um, but, now this is something that sometimes... I, you know, people can, I think younger people in particular, I, I usually stump teenagers or 10 or 12 year olds, you know, I like stumping 12 year olds you know, <laughs> when I ask him this question. Um, uh, okay, so if you love God first, what, how does the hierarchy go after that? Is it, do you love yourself and then neighbor, or do you love neighbor and then yourself? Which one's which? Okay. Do you have to love yourself before you love your neighbor, or do you have to love your neighbor before yourself? And actually, a lot of the younger kids have to say, well, no, you got to love your neighbor before you love yourself, because they, they believe, you know, the idea is like you're being selfless, and you got to serve others, put others before yourself. Um, and there's a kind of a, a, a modicum of truth to that, but actually, at a more foundational level, you need to love yourself first, and then you love your neighbor, because you love your neighbor as yourself. So your love for yourself is actually the measure that you have uh, for your neighbor, and it takes priority over love of your neighbor. Uh, the trick here is this, though. I would I would add a fourth element to that hierarchy. Theologians, I would say, add a fourth element to that hierarchy that kind of makes sense of that sort of uh, conundrum, is that you love God first, then yourself, then your neighbor, then your body. Okay, so you do prioritize your neighbor over your bodily health, your bodily well-being, your bodily comforts. But we cannot be ourselves, our true identities cannot be reduced to our bodily health, our bodily well-being, our bodily comfort. Our self, as it's viewed in God's eyes, is essentially eternal. 
Okay, God uh, looks, first of all, loves himself. Okay, the other thing that's interesting to know and important to know about this hierarchy of love is that it imitates God's love exactly. So that God actually loves himself first because he's the supreme good and his love can't not but do that, respond to that which is supremely good. And then he loves all creatures in himself and for his own sake. So also do we. We love all creatures in God and for God's sake. Um, uh, but uh, God beholds each one of us from eternity. He has a plan. He wants to be in a, a communion of love with us forever. And uh, that self, that identity, as seen from God's eternal perspective, as loved by God from all eternity, as destined by God for this communion of love uh, that will be everlasting, that's the self that we need to love after we love God, and then we love our neighbor, and then we love our bodily well-being and comfort, such that we'd even be willing to die uh, for our neighbor out of love for our neighbor, so that we need to put his well-being and his good before the good of our own bodies. But ultimately, though, we will be raised from the dead, and uh, we will be loved by God for eternity. So nothing can, can truly harm us. We understand that we're sacrificing our bodily comfort or our life, it may be, uh, only in the short term. But in the, in the long term, we will receive all of that back. And that's the, that's the self that we love. That's the good that we need to prioritize um, and uh, put even before our neighbor. It's that eternal self. We need to be concerned for our own salvation first and foremost. You know, you can't put yourself in harm's way and risk your eternal soul uh, for the sake of your neighbor. All right, That's not prudence, and that's not uh, what God ever asks of us. We need to first prioritize our eternal soul and our salvation, and, um, and then we love our neighbor after, after that. Um, now, I've done this before, and I'll probably do it again in some... So some of this material that I give in my daily homilies, I'm going to regurgitate during Sunday homilies. Just don't tell anybody, okay? Um, what, what is beautiful about all this hierarchy of love and kind of enables us to really love our neighbor and to be sacrificing to the point where we will actually sacrifice our, our own bodies for our neighbor um, is because we're secure in God's love for us. God loves himself first, but then he loves us after he loves himself. And he, he has that desire and that vocation of an eternal communion with us. And so I, I often do what I do with you. I think people have a hard time doing this, and I, that's why I make them do it multiple times. Can we repeat after me? God loves me. God loves me. I'm going to do it a second time. God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. God loves me. So that, if we really believe that and we take that to heart, you know, we can transform our lives. We can, we can live holy lives. We can be new creatures and we can love one another.